Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, the NFL season is officially over and their offseason officially begins. The Kansas City Chiefs remain NFL champions, Super Bowl champions, back-to-back Winners second time over the San Francisco 49ers. And for those of you who do not remember, Chris Oladokun, Isaiah Bugs, Super Bowl champions yet again. I'm uh, I'm up in Scranton. We all knew following along last week that I was coming up here. 48-hour marathon sprint, some would call it, as my brother's engagement party and then the Super Bowl back in my hometown. It was a phenomenal weekend, but I'm excited to get back to the Berg. How you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, that was. I'm just glad that I was ready to fall asleep by halftime of that Super Bowl, and then I'm so they. I'm really glad they picked it up. At the, I felt like the food coma settling in. Been a long weekend. I was ready to. I was ready to call it a night. But no, they they came through and they saved it. That was a that was a halfway decent Super Bowl. I would say. It, it, I I agree, hundred percent. It was as slow as it could get. But like, if you had, it was a Super Bowl where the first quarter at least, if you had some bets on some things like myself. You were you were into it enough to be like, all right, all right, let's I got get to things around, going. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Second quarter, you, I agree. I was like, all right, this is it's getting a little much. I'm focusing too much on the food, a little bit, not enough on the football game because it's not catching my attention. Second half turned it on, and then once you kind of thought that the San Francisco 49ers were going to win because we were both going, we were both heavy 49ers in this one. Um, you kind of you kind of felt like, okay, this is this is going to be nice. This is cool. You get emotions yeah. start getting a little amped up. Overtime, obviously, but the Chiefs pulled it out. Didn't I mean, look, it. we'll dive into a couple of things here, but you got to start with the, the second that Patrick Mahomes gets the football on that second drive. Was there any doubt in your mind that this game was not about to end in the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? It felt inevitable from like the third quarter, you know, yeah. like it, it really felt like, I don't know. It must have like for the I'm experiencing. I feel like what what everyone else did during like the prime Brady years for the first I tried time. To like, tell you. I tried to tell you. Yeah, this it's not very fun. This is not this is not enjoyable from the other side of it. Um, it's it's really not because it's just it, like I said, it feels inevitable. It feels like you you are just helpless, like watching him watching him do his thing late in these games, and you're rooting for the other side of it, but you just nothing seems like it's ever going to stop him. Exactly. I try. Look at I've been trying to tell you for weeks now. 
I've been trying to tell you, this is not fun. Nobody, nobody is sitting around going, man, this is a good time. I'm very excited to watch Kansas City Chiefs win again. But I agree. You know, the second, once they couldn't start scoring touchdowns, once the 49ers are just field goal, field goal, field goal, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, at this point, you know, you, if you keep him in the game, he's going to win the game. You can't allow him to do that. That is what Brady did for a long time. It sucked. I really like the Chiefs to, you know, now end that and we can move on and go to somebody else and hopefully uh, not build another dynasty. I'm cool with new teams every single year. Makes it a lot more exciting. Uh, I, I don't know about you. I lost a lot of money. This was ridiculous. Even And even my – so I was back home in Scranton. Shout out Pops downstairs. He was like, yeah, the one guarantee I'm going to give you, Pacheco over rushing yards. So I made a parlay with the Chiefs winning. Only It, it would have saved everything. You know, if that if, if everything else was 49ers, if the Chiefs won, that one parlay would have saved the day for me. Everything hit. Five, six-legger, I don't even remember what it was. Everything hit. Pacheco fell seven yards short of the over. Unbelievable. It's awesome. I, went, I think I went 0 for 14 last night. Uh, 1 for 14, I had McCaffrey score on the first touchdown. It was terrible. Your thoughts on the uh, on the Super Bowl show? On the halftime show? On the halftime show? Oh, I didn't like it at all. No, I was not. <laughs> and I had high expectations for it. I was really excited for Usher, but he, I don't, I don't know. I was not very impressed. I didn't feel like he really, I don't know. Not that he didn't do anything, but I just, uh, I don't know. It felt very, uh, felt very bland. I feel like the guest stars really, really stole the show. He didn't really do much. I will say, uh, I will say, I, I, I very much so enjoyed the halftime show. I'm a big mm-hmm. Usher guy, though. You know, I'm my music tastes are weird. We go through this all the time. The Creed commercial, unbelievable. I was, <laughs> you know, Patrick Stewart throws Hey Arnold into a mountain while Creed plays. I mean, I don't think you could top that. I don't know who's sitting in the room, but I was like, that's genius. <laughs> um, I was a big fan of the halftime show, but I will agree, I will agree with you that you know I understand the criticism because apparently I didn't go on Twitter throughout the Super Bowl. Apparently, Twitter was very your side, not my side. I was in the wrong here. His I didn't know guest, that. That makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, everybody was like, nah, I don't know about that one. It wasn't really great. And I was just in the dark. The guests, 100%, though. Like, you bring out Alicia Keys always steals a show. Phenomenal. And then Lil John, all he's got to do is just show up and, <laughs> you know, makes everything better. And then to finish it off, I mean, I'm, you know, Ludacris was that that's that's just a banger at the end there, especially with the fro. I enjoyed it. So I will say I'll admit that maybe it wasn't the greatest. Maybe I'm in the wrong on that opinion. But the, I, I agree with you. The guests were uh, were phenomenal. Super Bowl's over. Offseason officially started. Pittsburgh Steelers officially underway of more changes, personnel changes, whatever. Obviously, already have a bunch of their coaching staff. Probably moving on to players, and everybody is only talking about one position and one position only, and that is the quarterbacks. And over the weekend, there was plenty of reports about the quarterback and the quarterback that the Steelers hope to keep, who they will go get if they cannot keep him, and maybe a third option with connections to Arthur Smith. We'll start with the first one here, the biggest name when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason. That is Mason Rudolph. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofalo and Tom Pelzero, big three, which at that point, you know, you got to just be like, all right, well, that's, that's all possible. The Holy Trinity. Yeah, that's exactly. They say that Mason Rudolph is looking for quote unquote, a fresh start in free agency. Seems almost as if he's not expected to resign with the Pittsburgh Steelers or look to resign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Me and you have kind of laid that groundwork 
throughout this offseason about, eh, look at all the things that the Steelers have done to Mason Rudolph in the past. I don't know if I'd be looking to re-sign either. Do you think it's, uh, you know, the further along we get, the more reports come out, especially with this one, do you kind of feel like it's like almost should be almost time to start putting it in our heads. Mace Rudolph isn't coming back to the Steelers. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of, it, I'm a little surprised that he's not, he doesn't really seem to be making the Steelers an option at all. Like I definitely expected him to explore free agency and do that whole thing. And, you know, try to maximize his value. Like we talked about at, at other points this off season, but um, I, I thought the Steelers would at least be in the mix. I mean, cause they, they eventually gave him a shot and he really, thrived here i mean he's had some success in this city like i felt like he would have um you know at least given that uh at least explored that that opportunity and that chance and see what the steelers were, were willing to to give him and uh what kind of guarantees they could make what kind of support they could give him um so I, i'm just a little surprised they're being cut completely out of the process but i i can't say i'm surprised at all that uh he is more focused on you know finding other opportunities elsewhere because like you said like it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows for Mason Rudolph in, in Pittsburgh. And uh, as soon as he finally shows them that he's a, a starting caliber quarterback, it's still, eh, we need some competition. You know, Kenny Pickett's still our guy. Like this place seems kind of like a dead end for him. So uh, I, I kind of understand moving on from there. I agree. I agree. I don't think that if I'm Mason Rudolph, the Steelers are my top option, but I agree. I don't think that I'm ruling them out this early because I mean, I think he ruled them out last year. You, He sold his house here in Pittsburgh. He was ready to go somewhere else. Nobody called. He had to come back to Pittsburgh. I, I'm just not I – I think it's early to, to make something as drastic as that. And through a report, you know, maybe his words weren't, oh, I'm not going back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe it was more just like, I'm kind of hoping that I end up elsewhere and the Steelers are still on the table. But – Still, it kind of feels like the Steelers are his last option, and it is early to kind of be tossing that out there, especially because you don't know what kind of competition you could be looking at elsewhere. Like, you you may be headed to a team that has a top draft pick, and are you going to go there just so they could draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or whoever, and you're sitting around going, all right, well, I'm not, I'm definitely not the starter here. Like, you know, at least I had an opportunity in Pittsburgh, but I'm definitely not going to be the starter at this team. I do think it's early, but at the same time, like, it doesn't surprise me. You know, They're, just like you said, the Steelers have never really given Mason Rudolph a fair shot in Pittsburgh. The fan base up until four games ago wasn't a fan of this guy at all. Like, zero respect for Mason Rudolph. The, the media, the radio, everybody – nothing positive was coming out about Mason Rudolph for a long time, for years. I don't think I'd want to come back here either. I don't think this is where I'd want to like become a franchise quarterback. That being said, there's only 32 quarterbacks in the NFL that get to start. So if that's your best opportunity, I'm coming back here with a big smile on my face, ready to go to work. And I think, you know, personally, I think that the Steelers are going to be very skewed towards Kenny Pickett, but only up until the point where, Kenny Pickett isn't that good, and they have to realize, all right, look, we have to make a change. Like, this has to be Mason Rudolph. And I like, I think that's a very high possibility that if he does come back to Pittsburgh, if he did come back to Pittsburgh, he ends up the starter, like, rather easily. And I, I just think that – I think all the attention towards Kenny right now is probably pushing him away, but I think it still makes a lot of sense. I still think that if I had to put a bet on it, 
Mason would would beat him out in training camp as the starter, just because I don't see Kenny taking taking a, a significant step enough with a new regime to say, hey, this is definitely our guy. Yeah, I, I get that, and i I think you're I think you make a good point about uh, kind of all the attention and all the Kenny's the biggest question of this offseason. Like, yeah, Mason, that's kind of his decision. But Kenny is really the Steelers' decision, like how long they want to ride with him. So I understand why everyone's kind of focused on that. And I feel like people had kind of assumed that we were going to lose that the Steelers were going to lose Mason anyway. Um, they yeah. weren't they they weren't really expecting this guy to be in the mix at all. Going in next year was always all right. Well, who are we filling in for Mitch and uh, or Mason and I guess Mitch too? Because I can't imagine that May- that Mitch is back next season either. Um, but no. Yeah, so you're going to have two open quarterbacks. I think everyone was just kind of operating under the assumption that Mitch or Mason, excuse me, I keep mixing up those names, that Mason just wasn't going to be part of the picture anyway. So they had kind of moved on. Um, but there's still, there's still a chance here. Uh, it's just like, like you said, there, there's absolutely going to be competition between them. And if I'm Mason, I could, under, I can imagine a scenario where it's like, well, I've, I don't know, I've outplayed this guy. Like I have, like once you gave yes. me an opportunity, I already have beaten this guy uh, in a competition. Like there was a time when both Kenny and, and Mason were healthy and the quarterback situation was up in the air and they continued to roll with Mason. And the idea that he would have to go through, you know, another full offseason, a full training camp, I can understand why that would that would rub me the wrong way. Because there'll be yeah. competition elsewhere, but it's it's you don't know what that competition is. You know what the competition is here, and Mason has put up better results in that competition. I agree. I think you can look at the Super Bowl last night and the Brock Purdy situation and say he wasn't competing with anybody. You know what I mean? Like San Francisco wasn't like, oh, well, you know, we're going to we're going to give Trey Lance the starting job and then we're going to see if if Brock Purdy is better. They said Brock Purdy is our best quarterback. He obviously wins us games. He's our guy, you know, to the point where they traded Trey Lance, the guy that they drafted third and moved up to go get. They're like, nah, we don't want any distractions. This is Brock Purdy's job. The Steelers are handling it the total opposite way. They're like, ah, well, Kenny gets every opportunity until we run out of resources, and then Kenny no longer gets those opportunities. Instead of just looking at it like, who's our best quarterback? It Mason Rudolph by a mile. Let's you know, let's let's make him the starting quarterback. I I agree. I I I agree with the whole picture. You know, I agree with Mason's side of it. I don't agree with the Steelers side of it. I think that they're handling it. I don't know, not even like they should. I think that if Kenny was had flashes of like, oh, Kenny's like really good, and there were moments where you were like, oh, this is, you know, Kenny's really good, but but he just lost the job because of injury. I could see handling it the way that they are, but the fact that, you know, Kenny was Kenny was injured, he got healthy, they stuck with Mason because they clearly saw that Mason was their best option and that he produced results that they've been looking for for two years. To just be like, oh, okay, we're going to go back to Kenny and then, you know, we'll see what happens. I do. I don't think that they've handled it the right way. And I think that that plays a role into Mason sitting around saying, eh, I don't know if I, I want to go back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I can't say I disagree with them. On the other side of that report, there is one name that has popped up that has continued to pop up. We've talked about him as well. Ryan Tannehill, the NFL Network Insiders, they call themselves, which badass name you know if i trio of it just what are we for the insiders that's like superhero um have said that they expect or the expectation is 
the Steelers will pursue Ryan Tannehill in free agency, try to put their hands on or get their hands on the guy that Arthur Smith once took to a Pro Bowl and an AFC Championship game and one comeback player of the year with, so on and so forth. Tannehill's 33, 34 years old, something like that. At this point, he's no longer a starter in the NFL. Is it becoming more realistic? I mean, we just talked about, is it becoming, uh, is it hitting a point where you have to accept Mason Rudolph is not going to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Are we also starting to hit a point where you kind of have to start putting in your head that Ryan Tannehill is going to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers and this is going to be their guy that they rock behind Kenny Pickett because there's no way Ryan Tannehill is coming into Pittsburgh and competing for a starting job, right? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, so yeah. I'll start with, I don't think they should bring in Ryan Tannehill to me that, yeah, yeah. that feels like, I, I don't know. You're counting on Arthur Smith to revive this guy's career for a second time when he's older and arguably in a worse situation. Like, I, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't seem like it's very, it doesn't seem ideal to me. It seems like it's thinking small and it feels like you're just seeing something that worked in the past and not kind of thinking about something that, that might work in the future. It's just kind of leaning on past results. Um, but I, I think that being said, if they do bring Ryan Tannehill to Pittsburgh, I think it's, I think it's very, very clearly to compete for a starting job. Like, I don't think Ryan Tannehill comes in here as a guaranteed backup. Um, because I think, I mean, that's unless they, you know, do something crazy and like draft a quarterback at 20th overall or something like, or draft a first round quarterback. Um, because I think they, I think they need someone who's going to actually push Kenny as uh, as competition for a starter. Um, and if that's if that's not Ryan Tannehill, who are you? Like, I just don't. I I think Ryan Tannehill is the type of quarterback that you, you would only bring in if if you think he has the potential to to be a starter. Um, yeah. So I think if you're looking for a backup, you could get I don't know, probably someone better and probably someone cheaper. Like, why why would you not go with like a Jacoby Brissett or? Um, um, I can't even think of other names, but like there, I feel like there are better options as far as a backup goes. I look at, I agree. I don't think Ryan Tannehill should come in here at all, but if he is coming in here, I think it's crazy to say, and I, I'm not going to disagree with him coming in here and competing for a starting job, but I think it's absolutely nuts to have your sights set on Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill as your oh, potential yeah. starting quarterback in 2020. Like that is Definitely. That's yeah. how low is your bar? Like, where did you, what, what went wrong there? I just, I, I, I think that's just absurd to wrap your head around, but if that's what they're thinking, that's just, that's nuts. What is like a real competition? What, what's, you know what I mean? Ryan Tannehill comes in here. We looking at like a Mason Rudolph in 2023 or 2022 competing with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Like, is it that type of competition or do you think it's like a real, like, they're going to give Ryan a, an actual shot here to to be the starting quarterback. I think I I don't like I don't really know how to quantify that because it's I think he'll get a shot like he'll take some some first he would take some first team reps in training camp I feel like but I mean I, to your point like I feel I feel like they would figure out pretty quickly that Ryan Tannehill is not a starting caliber yeah. quarterback uh so but I I just don't think they would bring him in with the intention of Oh, you're just gonna sit on the bench for the entire. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I get what Ryan Tannehill is right now, but I think if you're doing this reunion with Arthur Smith again, it's to try to maximize what you can get out of Ryan Tannehill, and he doesn't, 
I, I that doesn't strike me as a move that they would make just to keep him on the bench as a backup, you know? Do you think Ryan Tannehill, even if he does revive himself, even if he's coming back here and he's, you know, there's no way he's he's what he was the first time he was with with uh Arthur Smith. There's just, you know, years have gone by. There's you're not the same player that you were. Sorry, Joe Flacco's awesome and it was a cool year, but that doesn't happen most times. Like what? What is? Where are you going? You know, like what's the in your head? What's the ceiling of Ryan Tannehill as the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers? First off, is it higher or lower than what it is with Kenny Pickett? And like, are they even close to a, a, a Super Bowl team? Like, I feel like that's where you're shooting no. with this. Like, you know, like I agree. Yeah. I don't think yeah, it definitely doesn't. Near. Yeah, it doesn't raise their ceiling. I think at all. I think it's. I think it. It would be. It's something they would do, I think, to kind of get to that point where you have a you have a good enough quarterback, you know. Like I, I think in yeah. their mind, they it makes them competitive enough uh, with the top half of the, or it could make them competitive with the top half of the AFC. I don't really see that, but it's certainly not an upgrade. Like I don't think it makes them. I don't know. It's not the kind of move where you make it and then you automatically, you know, move up a bunch of spots and into a different category of of AFC contender or, or yeah. like league contender, quite honestly. So yeah, it's that. And I think to that point, like, it's not, not a move I would make. Like, and it's, I no. think if you are adding a new quarterback, it's either got to be someone really young or it's got to be an automatic stealing razor. And Ryan Daniel is neither of those things. All right. So let me ask you this. You said it's got to be somebody real young or it's got to be a stealing razor. The other name that the insiders have mentioned is Desmond Ritter being on the trade block from the Falcons. They're reportedly in the mix for Justin Fields. I think it's like if the Steelers end up with Desmond Ritter and Justin Fields goes to the Falcons, what went wrong? How did where how did that happen? Like where who sat in a meeting and said, I don't think we should go get Justin Fields, but you want to know who we should trade for Desmond Ritter. That's the guy that we should go get. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other topic of conversation. Desmond Ritter on the trade block, possibly obviously linked to Arthur Smith and the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though he was back and forth benched, not benched. You got to remember there is a three, three game stretch. Daniel flick mentioned to us where he was second best quarterback in football behind the one and only Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, as you hear that name, what what are your thoughts when you hear the name? I don't even have a question. What are your thoughts when you hear Desmond Ritter, Pittsburgh Steelers? Just kind of why are we thinking so small? Like, are there only like why are we only looking at quarterbacks that Arthur Smith has worked with before? You know, like I get it. Like these these are just rumor. Like these are reports. You know, who knows how yeah. serious the interest is and everything, but like. If these are our big names, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Desmond Ritter, I just don't – I don't understand that because it's – there are other quarterbacks out there. There are guys who haven't worked with Arthur Smith before. There are guys who have had results in other systems, and, and I, it just feels – it feels like small thinking, you know? It feels like we're, yes. we're just not aiming very high at all uh, if, we're, if we're looking at Desmond Ritter as – and I just don't know what Desmond Ritter is, you know, like D – like there, there's no like, and this is kind of the same conversation as Tannehill, but like, is he a starter in the NFL? Like, do you really think that he is a starter in the NFL? And if he is a starter, is he raising the ceiling for the Steelers at all? That that's what I feel like this offseason has to be about. Is not like this team is good enough. We're not just looking for competitive though. We're not looking for good enough. We're looking for we're looking to take that next step. We're looking for another leap. And 
I don't see how either Desmond Ritter or Ryan Tannehill help you take a leap at all. No, there's just no. How do you go from what? Where is the is the the thought process? What is the train of thought to go? You want to know who isn't good enough to just guarantee himself a starting spot on this roster? The number one quarterback in the draft class two, three years ago. You want to know who might be good enough to become in or to become the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers? The number four or five quarterback in the draft class two years ago, three years ago. Like, I just don't, I I can't wrap my brain around how they got, like how they consider Art Rooney sat in front of me. And I got, my brain is going a million miles an hour because this is just bonkers to me. Art Rooney sat in a table where I sat as well. And the first thing out of this guy's mouth was the quote unquote next step for the Pittsburgh Steelers is quote unquote quality quarterback play that they need to go get quality quarterback play and that that has to be their top priority this offseason and that they have to figure out the quarterback situation. And then when he talked about Kenny Pickett, all he could describe as the good things are the intangibles. The bad things are the tangibles. The bad things are the how you play quarterback. The good things are the how you talk about leading a team as a quarterback, which cool. Maybe you can teach those things. But to set your bar as we need to go find another quarterback, we have to go find quality play because we saw what we can get out of these things. And then to say, all right, well, that bar is possibly 34-year-old Ryan Tannehill, who is no longer a starter in the NFL, and Desmond Ritter, who may have never been starter capable in the NFL, to come in here and compete with Kenny Pickett, who at the end of the season was not starter capable because of Mason Rudolph. It's just, I like their first approach. Like I like their go get Mason Rudolph. He's, he's our top option. I have no issues with that. You know, if that's a guy that you guys feel confident in, and if the Pittsburgh Steelers see as this guy has more left in the tank that we think we could get out of him. Awesome. If that does not work out and you are just, you have nothing behind him besides a bunch of guys that you clearly know are not going to beat out Kenny Pickett or or you look at and just say well maybe he could be out Kenny Pickett but I don't know how high that ceiling is it just like it just doesn't make any sense to me to just it's almost as if they're giving up you know like it's like all right Mason didn't work out what's the easiest options you know how can we just get somebody like you might as well go get Malik Willis and just say hey (laughs) maybe he's gonna work out too you know who cares right just rebuild the entire 20 whatever 2017 2018 titans what, what year was uh no no was, he wouldn't he was he was the malik was the he wouldn't have been there that year he would have been he's in kenny's draft class oh right 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 he was so much later that, 2020, yeah 2020 yeah. 2021 2022 i think was technically the yeah the draft yeah so he's he's sitting there like you might as well just go get every quarterback that you had interest in and say right. well you know one of these guys is gonna work out you know who it is who knows but Right. We'll figure it, it out. Right. And it didn't seem like they have a guy, you know, and you felt like, yeah, I, I don't know. They don't know what they really want out of this quarterback position, quite honestly. Like, I think they want Kenny to work out, but I don't think they know what their plan. Like you said, they don't really seem to have a backup plan. Like, they don't seem to know what they would do if Kenny doesn't work out, um, which is a yes. little, little concerning. Um, and it's just there are only going to be fewer and fewer quarterbacks available. There are only going to be fewer and fewer options as as time goes on. And uh, I just worry about what kind of direction they 
what plan they have and what direction they because it like I said, it just doesn't seem like they even really know what no. kind of player they're looking for. No, it's it feels like they they're putting they they're putting in their list of priorities, making sure Kenny Pickett works out seems to be above being a Super Bowl contender. And that's not going to work out in the long run because if it works out and Kenny Pickett's the guy, cool. Then everybody looks like an idiot and you look like geniuses. Cool. Sounds good. If it doesn't, you're sitting right back to where you were, possibly in a worse spot because you don't have a quality backup instead of somehow finding what Mason Rudolph was at the end of the season. And and I think Kenny Pickett wins games. Like I think Kenny Pickett leads you to a a winning record. Like I think that's what Kenny Pickett brings, and I think that's what the Steelers were cap- are capable of getting out of him. But it shouldn't be like if if that's not your bar, you know. And I think that's where people were hoping it changed this offseason. And it's not, and they just if they switch those two, if they said, well, we want to win a Super Bowl, and priority two is making sure Kenny Pickett works out you'd bring in tougher competition and you just hope for the best and you wouldn't be worried about taking a risk that maybe lowers the chances of Kenny Pickett being that guy and I think that's where you know that's where things go awry and that's what that's what's going to lower the whole expectation of the season is where they are right now right and like this is a team that has has made the playoffs uh for two of the last three years, right? But they've just barely yeah. snuck. Like, you need to aim higher at some point. Like, at some point, it's got to be... And these are, like, tough calls. Like, the this is where roster building gets really hard. Like, I think... Yes. Building a team into someone that... It's something that can be really competitive and, and like, a, a playoff contender is is one thing. But getting them over that hump and getting them progressively up each next level, that's where it gets real. I mean, look at the 49 Like, the 49ers have built what looks like on on paper like a nearly perfect roster like yes. i don't know where the holes on the 49er roster is uh and they still you know losing the super bowl you know like every every time they make it there you know it's it's hard to do this stuff but you have to make hard decisions in order to get to those points and put yourself over the hump exactly and the steelers are we we say it all the time like if the steelers had this quarterback think about how much farther they would have been this year like they're they're a team that on paper have a lot of really, really, really good players and they have some holes obviously, but they should be much better than where they stand and where they finish year after year. And that's just, that's just where they are. If you had to guess before we head out of here, if you had to guess right now, currently, and we're going to ask this question a dozen times throughout the off season, but it's the day after the Super Bowl. It's a good time to ask it. If you, your prediction right now, if you had to guess who's the Steelers starting quarterback in week one of the 2024 season, uh, Kenny Pickett. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say it's Kenny Pickett. Who's their backup? Who's your prediction if it was their backup? It's <sighs> a good question. That is a really good question. I'll have to update myself on uh, some. Tw- honestly, I think they're going to end up drafting a quarterback. Quite honestly, in like, like the third that. or fourth round. So, I think I like whoever that. I I don't know who the third and fourth round quarterbacks are this year, but someone in there. I like that. I like that a lot. I think my uh, prediction as a backup right now, starters, Kenny, I, I predict it's Kenny Pickett. Backup, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill. And, yeah, I know. A lot of people are going to shake great their about heads about it. Yeah, too. yeah I, don't, I don't feel super hot about it, but that's my prediction. The day after the Super Bowl, shout out Chris Oldokin, man. I hope he's yeah. doing well in Kansas City. Shout out Isaiah Bugs. I hope he's doing well in Kansas City. With that said, We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube youtube.com 
slash all Steelers talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast. We are really trying to push that audio download and those reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you check us out and subscribe there as well. Find all our work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. I don't know. It's cold and about to snow here in Scranton, so I hope it's a good day in the Berg. Enjoy it. Peace.